Do you spend hours in your head thinking about something that happened, could have happened, or might happen? Do you ask others what to do so you don't make a mistake? Welcome to the Playing It Safe podcast. I am Dr. Z, your host. I am a clinical psychologist, an author, and a person that is super passionate about sharing with you science-based skills to overcome any type of fear-based struggles. Who doesn't experience fear? Who doesn't play it safe? In this show, we will discuss how fear-based reactions happen in day-to-day life, how playing it safe behaviors look like, sound like, and feel like, how you can put into action solid tips from behavior science to get unstuck from worries, fears, obsessions, and anxieties, and how you can start doing what works, what matters, and what you care about. Behavioral science doesn't have to be boring. Thanks for listening, and let's get started. Hello! Today I want to talk a little bit about mindfulness on the go and self-compassion on the go. Let me start by asking you a question. How often does your mind say, I didn't do enough, I am not good enough, I haven't accomplished anything, I am bad, I am a mess. From a place of honesty, I can tell you that my mind barks at me all types of thoughts, including criticizing thoughts about how I look, my writing, my work, how I talk, my accent, and many other things. And it's hard. It's hard to not take those thoughts seriously. It's hard to not be consumed by those thoughts. So in general, How do you respond to those harsh thoughts that your mind comes up about who you are? I usually see two types of responses when people are dealing with these harsh thoughts. Sometimes people decide to fight these thoughts, these judgments, these stories by doing everything they can to prove them wrong. People may start listing positive qualities, ask others about positive attributes they have. Sometimes they may look at themselves in the mirror and recite their positive attributes. Or they may try to replace those criticizing thoughts with positive ones. Those types of responses may work for a little bit until the mind again comes up with another judging, criticizing thought and another one and another one. It's like the battle to prove our mind wrong is endless, and quite likely we're never going to win against our mind. Another response that I see when dealing with criticizing thoughts is that people take them as the absolute reality, as a fact, as a definitive sign of your character. And then what happens is that you ended up acting and doing exactly as that criticizing thought says, which just makes things worse. Which one of those responses do you do? Do you fight those criticizing thoughts? Or do you take them as the absolute truth? And just to clarify... I am not saying that having those harsh, criticizing thoughts doesn't hurt. They do hurt. And they do hurt a lot. But they hurt because we take them right away as the absolute truth 
or we spent countless of hours fighting against them. If you and I can step back a little bit and look at those criticizing thoughts, even though they hurt and they are harsh and they are annoying, those criticizing thoughts are just another product of our minds. They are just letters, words, vowels, and images put together. It just happens that every time we fight back against them or we try to replace them, or we take them as the absolute truth, all those responses reinforce them. And then we ended up having one criticizing thought after another and after another. The good news is that our brains are adaptable, flexible, and coachable. So we can learn to handle those criticizing harsh thoughts about ourselves without being consumed by them. So today, I want to introduce you to a different way of responding to those harsh criticizing thoughts. Some of you may be familiar with some of these practices, and for some of you, they may be new. But I want to focus on self-compassion skills. When I think about self-compassion or compassion, there are so many ways to understand it. Today, for the purpose of this podcast, I want to share with you how I make sense of it and how I apply it in my day-to-day life so you can try these practices at the end of the podcast and see how they go for you. Compassion invites us to recognize that we are all connected, all of us. We are connected even with the people we don't know. Our struggles may look different on the outside, But at the end of the day, we're all interconnected in one form or another one because we do share struggles, challenges, and difficulties that are part of being alive. No matter who you are with, every person around you, next to you, in front of you, is struggling in one way or another way. And that's part of our human experience. That's part of being alive. So in that sense... Practicing compassion invites us to recognize that every single person that we are interacting with, even people we don't know, are also struggling, even though our struggles look differently. Compassion is also about making room for our struggles without judging our struggles or judging ourselves for struggling in that way. And, super important, Compassion is a real-time decision that we make to make room for our struggle and decide how to respond to it. And that's why mindfulness practices and self-compassion practices, they go together hand in hand. If you see a teenager that is being bullied by his peers, what will you do? If you see your friend crying because her pet just passed away, what will you do? If you hear about one of your best friends losing her partner, what will you do? Almost every person I ask these questions responds with a lot of caring, concern, and worry. They genuinely want to do something about it. But what gets on our way of responding in the same or similar way when those judgmental and criticizing thoughts about ourselves pop up in our mind. 
sometimes in my work with clients struggling with different types of anxiety, I have heard things like, I don't deserve to be kind. It's scary to give myself a pass. And those are real blocks. But what happens when you get consumed by those thoughts about not deserving to be caring with yourself or why you shouldn't be kind with yourself and you deprive yourself from fully learning to let go of internal blocks? The challenge is that as much as we know about self-compassion and as nice as it sounds, many times it's really hard to be compassionate with ourselves because to practice self-compassion we need to recognize that we are hurting and we need to get in touch with our own struggle. We have to acknowledge that we're hurting and we have to look into our hurts. And that's really, really hard to do. Taking a look to what's really hurting is the only way for us to learn to be kind and to be gentle with ourselves. In my website, www.thisisdrz.com, I share with you some reflective types of self-compassion exercises that you can practice in 15-20 minutes on your own. For many of us, it's challenging to squeeze even five minutes in our day-to-day to practice self-compassion exercises. Given all the errands, responsibilities, and fun stuff that we need and want to do. So today, I want to share with you one single self-compassion exercise on the go that you can put into action wherever you are and whoever you are with. This is why self-compassion and mindfulness, they go hand in hand. So when you find yourself struggling in a particular situation, it could be when you are driving on the freeway or when you are taking a shower or when you are preparing to apply for a job or when you are hanging out with your friends and you know this a particular worry, a particular fear, a particular anxiety, panic sensations, or you know these obsessions coming your way. In those moments, it's helpful that you step back and make room for those annoying experiences that are coming your way. And if your mind is coming with criticizing judgmental thoughts, it's also important that you do the same. Like you can adjust your posture, maybe lift up your shoulders, Intentionally, you can relax your facial expression and take a deep breath. You can even place your hand where you know this is a struggle. And you can give a name to those judgmental and self-criticizing stories. You can say things like, here is Mr. Criticizing. Here is Miss Sassy. Then imagine a caring and gentle voice within you and acknowledge that you are hearing with those criticizing thoughts. Maybe you can even acknowledge if you are feeling scared. The key here is to acknowledge that you are hearing in those moments and that you make a decision to respond yourself with kindness and with gentleness. And that's why mindfulness and self-compassion on the go go hand in hand because you cannot be kind with yourself without acknowledging what you're feeling, what you're sensing, what you're thinking. 
And if you are struggling with self-criticizing and self-judgmental thoughts, that's another moment for you to step back and practice mindfulness on the go by describing what you're feeling, what you're sensing, and giving a name to those self-criticizing thoughts. And then you have to make a decision how you're going to respond to those thoughts. Are you going to fight back? Are you going to try to come up with a story of how good you are? Or are you going to respond to yourself with kindness? And responding to yourself with kindness doesn't mean that you have to go quickly into a quiet room and practice half hour of self-compassion. It means that in the moment when you are hurting, you make a personal decision to respond to yourself with kindness as you will do it with a person in front of you. I think incorporating self-compassion exercises in the go, in our daily lives, feels a little bit awkward at the beginning. But that happens with any other practice or any new skill that we're implementing. So my invitation is to also make room for that awkwardness and see how it goes for you when you make a decision and you choose to respond with kindness to yourself when having those criticizing thoughts. Compassionate behaviors can be hard to practice but they are also courageous moves because you face your pain, your hurt, and your struggles. And when you learn to face your struggles, you also learn to move from surviving to thriving because you are not busy any longer trying to control your mind and spending hours and hours fighting against those criticizing thoughts. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, I will very much appreciate it if you will subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. And if you're feeling extra generous, I welcome a review on Apple Podcasts. Show notes of this episode are in the website playingwithsafe.zone. Make sure to subscribe to my newsletter so you can receive more tips to stop all types of unworkable playing with safe actions. See you soon!